Welcome to another episode of Morning Meditations. I'm excited uh, the opportunity that God has given me to share with you the Word of God and uh, really excited today because I, I believe the message that I have for us today is, is one that we all need to seriously consider it's the marvelous, marvelous grace of God, and and I want to get right into that, but first let me just give you uh, contact information because we do want to hear from you. Uh, we need to hear from you to know that you're listening or to know that uh, God is speaking in any way through uh, these podcasts. Our desire is to encourage you and lift you up and help you to just walk a little bit closer to our God who is so wonderful and so good uh, to even give us life. And I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity to share with you. And I, I want to make sure that I'm sharing what God wants you to hear. And I do uh, pray over these podcasts and ask God uh, to give me what he wants us to share. And I pray that it will meet needs in all of our lives. Uh, my contact information, of course, it's lhart07 at aol.com. That's lhart07 at aol.com. And please let us hear from you. And I pray you'll have a blessed day today. But I want to get into the Word of God. A few uh, episodes back, I talked to you. Uh, about Rahab. Rahab was a prostitute that lived in Jericho, but uh, I talked about her little faith and the great results. Let me turn back to Joshua 2 this morning and just read uh, this uh, portion to you. And uh, uh, I need to just do that because I want you to see what happens here. Now, you know, Joshua had sent some spies into the land, two spies, and they had come to uh, the house there on the wall, the prostitute's house, Rahab, and she had taken them in, uh, but the king found out about it, and he sent uh, some people uh, to arrest these men, uh, but Rahab told them that the men had already gone and sent them on their way, but she hid these men, and now let me just show you what she says to them. Uh, that, uh, well, I keep getting in the wrong uh, chapter here, but let me go now. He says, she says, I know the Lord has given this land to you and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We've heard of how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Sion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites that were east of the Jordan. And she said, when we heard of it, our hearts melted and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. Now, I want you to grasp this because this woman was a foreigner. Uh, she did not have the teaching of the law. She didn't know anything about this God except she heard what he had done. He had dried up the Red Sea for them to come over. He had uh, helped them to defeat these kings that were powerful kings in the land. She had heard these things, and she concluded, this is the God. This is God. This is a real God. The gods that we serve are idols. They, they can't do these kinds of things. And so she put her faith, little, little faith, but because she didn't know much, but she trusted and believed 
that God was the true God. And so she made a covenant with these men that they would spare her life when they took the city, and they did. Well, it's wonderful to see this, and, and this is what I wanted you to see today, is that little faith that she had and how it uh, worked in her life. But now, in in the book of Hebrews, we have that Hebrews chapter 11, uh, the what we call the hero of faith, all the men of faith that were mentioned uh, there. But in the 31st verse, now there's only one other woman that is specifically mentioned here, and that's Sarah, Abraham's wife. But in verse 31, it says, By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. She's listed in that line of the heroes of faith. And then James, when he's writing, and he's talking about faith and sharing that faith is so important that that if there's no works uh, to show that your faith is real, it's not real faith. And and he uses Abraham as an example. But in in the twenty fifth verse, he comes and he says, "In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction?" As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Wow. Isn't that one? I mean, here she is, a foreigner, a prostitute, but she had faith. What little she knew, but she had faith, and she trusted God, and God has included her in the heroes of faith, and James has included her as an example to the believers of faith. But I want to tell you something. To me, that's minute in comparison to what we read in Matthew chapter 1. And I want you to see this. In Matthew chapter 1, we have uh, the genealogy of Jesus. We have in this first chapter, and if you were reading into King James, a lot of people just like to read over it because it says that Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and begat, begat, begat. And, uh, and so it's a genealogy showing that Jesus came uh, through this lineage. And you would think that God would put uh, the most prominent, the most uh, uh, important people in that lineage. Well, he uses, in this lineage, he uses, there's five women mentioned. Usually women are in the background. They aren't shown much. It's uh, in that generation. It was the men. But he chooses to use five women in this lineage of Jesus. Now, of course, Mary. Mary's a teenager that God chose to give birth to Jesus. And so she's mentioned uh, down and says, Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. That's down uh, in verse 16. But here's what's astounding. We go back and we begin to read, Judah, the father of Perez, was and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Well, who is Tamar? That's the first woman uh, that's mentioned here. And Tamar is a lady that she married Judah's son. He died, and his brother had to take her. This is the way it worked, is to bring forth a child that would be the firstborn for his first the, the brother that had died. Well, he didn't want to do that, so uh, he refused to 
to impregnate uh, Tamar. So uh, God took his life. He was evil. These men were, were, were evil men, and God had taken their lives. So she has sent away to live with her father in her father's house. And uh, one day, Judah is on his way to do some sheep shearing, and Tamar hears about it, and she dresses like a prostitute and sits by the road, and he comes along, and she has a relationship with Judah. That's who these boys are, Perez and Zerah, born to a woman who had dressed as a prostitute and had a relation with her father-in-law. Now think about that. God used her in this lineage. And now we go on down, and we come to uh, Nashon, the father of Salmon, Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Here is this lady that was a prostitute, that was a foreigner, an enemy, and yet she's in the lineage of Jesus Christ. And then when we read on, Boaz, the father of Obez, whose mother was Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite. She had married a Jewish boy and had committed after he died. She went with her, her mother-in-law uh, back to the land. I'm assuming that most of you will know uh, these basic stories, but the idea that I want you to see is, is how these women are included in the lineage of Jesus Christ. And David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Well, we know that's, that's Bathsheba. And so here these women are. I want you to see, you and I would never come to that kind of decision to have women with such a reputation to be included in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm wanting you to see something of the grace of God today, and I believe God has deliberately done this, chosen this, to let us see that His grace is sufficient. No matter what sin you might have committed, no matter what you might have done in your life, God's grace is bigger than all sin. Grace greater than our sin, the old hymn declares, an amazing grace, how sweet the sound, another of our great hymns. But what I'm saying to you this morning, I want to encourage you that if God would take women with this reputation, Put them in the lens. It shows when he forgives us our sins, he cleanses us, and we are pure and undefiled in the eyes of a holy God. And I'm saying to you today, he can use you. He can, he can use you in mighty ways if only you will just let God have his way in your life. If you'll believe him, trust in him, you don't have to have great faith. You have to have faith in a great God. And our God is a great God, and he's able to do super abundantly above anything you can ask or think. And I pray today that you will hear this word and you will see God can use me. Let him use you today. Let him bless you with his presence. Who knows what God might do in a life yielded to him. May God bless you until another episode. Great is thy faith.